0: Love to Radio. You're all I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Seek my castle may be haunted, but I'm terrified of you. I've cast my spell on millions, but I'm terrified of you. Baby, I do this from the feeling, but I'm terrified of you. I'll wait my whole life to fight the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out So I'm frightened, ooh, drag you this one I never ran from no one, but I'm terrified of you See, my heartbeat is a slow one, but I'm terrified of you I've been around for ages, but I'm terrified of you Run my thing across the stage, but yet I'm terrified of you I'll wake my whole life the right one and you come along And that brings me out I want to fight Dracula's wedding oh, You know I'm terrified oh, You know I'm terrified i yes. yes.
1: everybody. Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Talk with Jade on Vibe Radio, courtesy of Ryan Jones and the freaking awesome Paranormal Show. Um, I'm a psychic medium. I am part of an amazing um, Buffalo, New York-based paranormal team, paranormal research team um called gsff or ghost stories fact and fiction and i am super excited to announce that we are going to be having a psychic fair hey annie we are going to be having a a psychic fair this may um may 20th to 21st it's a two-day event at wales center fire hall in wales new york um it's maybe 40 uh, 30 40 minutes from a Uh, Buffalo, but I will be a vendor there. We are still looking for vendors, um, and I am going to tag them when I am done this video because we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, Besides that, we are going to going to Wildwood Sanitarium for an overnight uh, team investigation on April 1st, and we are also going to Salem, Massachusetts in June, so um, please check out our team if you are not already following them, and um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, so tonight I have a very special guest, I am super excited for this, Um, this is somebody that I look up to, and you'll see why, but um, his name is Darren Evans. And he has been featured on the show Ghost Adventures. Um he was on I have it written down here. Season twelve, episode three, and it was called the Zozo Demon or the um what is it called? Zozo Demon Board. And um because of hello Kristen. Because of this particular episode, it was one of the most controversial Controversial episodes that ghost adventures had had yet. Um, because, um, I guess a lot of people related to the episode and it became the first in history on Twitter. The first time that a demonic entity, um, was trending on that platform. So, um, but, Besides that, I am really looking forward to listening to some of his experiences. um I personally have gone through some of the things that he has um as a Ouija board medium. I have experienced a lot of both the good and the bad side of it, and I feel like Darren knows what I've been through plus more, and I feel like. This is something that a lot of people have gone through but don't talk about, and they don't feel like they can relate to anybody. So I'm going to add him to the conversation, and we're going to let him tell some of his experiences and stuff. So, Darren, let me add you here. Invite at the stream. Invite. Hey. It. Hey, can you hear me? Okay, here, wait. I turn this up a little bit. How are you doing? Doing good. How's? For me. Thank you. How is life in Oklahoma? It's <laughs> uh,
2: well, Still cold. Uh, we're we're just around the corner to springtime, and uh, it's been kind of a long cold winter, but we're doing pretty good, and uh, we're glad to be here.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um, Let's just get right into it. So, well, before we get into other stuff, can you tell me at what age you first got, I guess, interested or introduced to the supernatural or paranormal?
2: Um, It's probably around sometime in the um, early 80s, whenever very strange Ouija board was found underneath my girlfriend's house in West Tulsa at the time. Mm-hmm. And we started experimenting with that board and a lot of strange things started happening. And it was a very strange board, double-sided board. And it was, uh, it was surrounded by preserved blackbirds. And that become common reoccurrence in my early, um, Teenage years of finding these blackbirds uh, buried in these jars. Uh, yeah, in Oklahoma. So Oklahoma yeah. isn't really known to be a witchy state, but um, evidently there's some witchy things going on. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that was one. That's basically when it, my first uh, experiments with uh, the Ouija board back in the early '80s. So it's been a long time ago. Yeah.
1: Wow! So you just found it there. (laughs) How did you know what to do with it?
2: (laughs) Found by a plumber. Okay. We didn't know what to do with it. Maybe play with it. We was told to leave it alone, but you know we was young and rebellious, of course, and uh,
0: Uh
2: you know (laughs) I had no idea what a Ouija board was. I thought I thought they were all double sided um, because of this this one that we found, you know. And we began to have you know, sessions on this thing, and it was on one side it said Zozo, it had strange symbols, and it was a work of art. You know, it was uh, it was menacing, but it was actually beautiful. You know, and so I thought that was strange because I was a Zeppelin fan, and the whole Zozo, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, you know. And so I thought it was rather uh, strange. I didn't know what, exactly what it was, and I still don't. I don't know that anybody does, but if I, you know, I really can't imagine uh, <clears throat> when when the Zozo phenomenon, you know, went went viral uh, back in 2008 or whatever whatever year it was. Uh, we, had, you know, that has never been experienced before in the, in the paranormal world, as far as something that that big happening and being directly involved with Ouija boards, which has always been a controversial communication device uh, mm-hmm. going back you know, to 1891 when it was uh, invented, patented or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's had a very questionable history. It's had a very fascinating, uh, controversial history. I was asked to speak at OuijaCon. Con. Uh, they had a handful of people, you know, the, uh, it was a celebration of the of the uh, the 125th anniversary of the Ouija board and so it was uh, you know that was a weird deal because of they had a, uh, a big um, a big gallery of uh, about 200 boards and I was able to uh, they were all set up in this real big circle and I was able to go in there alone and uh, do like an EVP session amongst all those boards uh, by myself that was pretty uh, that was pretty trippy but yeah um, it's, it's definitely um, a phenomenon that, that uh, seems to move uh, moved a lot of people, and, and a lot of people have experienced across the world, not just the United States. Uh, I've worked cases um, involving this phenomenon in Australia, uh, Turkey, um, mm-hmm. lots of different countries. Um, and so, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it remains a puzzling Uh, strange phenomenon, for real.
1: Right. So have you, did you have had, did you have any spiritual experiences before you found that? What was your mindset about the spiritual world, good and evil?
2: My grandmother was a Pentecostal uh, priest, and so she was people would come for miles around because she'd lay hands on people and stuff. And so I wasn't really an active member of the Pentecostal church, but I was always exposed to it. Mm -hmm. I knew about it and I, uh, you know, I, I am, you know, I was basically a Christian Mm -hmm. as far as my, um, but I was, I was, I usually skipped Sunday school, you know, that kind of thing. But um, later on, you know, I, you know, I had to, Put some serious study to the different religions and um, doctrinal beliefs, right. uh, ancient, ancient beliefs. Uh, my research as to this phenomenon's uh, been all over the place, um, trying to find out where it comes from and trying to document, you know, its, its historical uh, presentation. And ways. the unique thing about this uh, this entity is it's mentioned in a lot of different languages as a demon uh, spanning thousands of years. And so when you look at it from that perspective, and, you know, uh, I've been accused of, of trying to force feed those down everybody's throat or whatever, but um, that was kind of... When the, when, the, when it went viral, so many people were talking about it, and so many YouTube videos were coming out with people experimenting with it. Uh, it became... Uh, like a case study in, and uh, mm-hmm. of uh, uh, egregorial type of entities, it goes very, very complex. Um, you know, when you go into a Ouija session, is the Zozo phenomenon something that was been made up? Does it kind of grow and uh, fill wings and come, you know, and kind of uh, egregorial uh, become alive in its own way, you know, kind of artificially, or is it? Or is it an actual demonic entity that goes back uh, millennia? You know, interesting topic but not too many people talk about. It?
1: Right. Well, see, that's the thing. I had experienced that entity um, several times before I ever saw your episode. And, I mean, it didn't only occur to me until late, fairly recently, that, um that this was a real thing, and I'll just say, like I think people like you and me, who do Ouija boards, need to educate people about this because they just go into it thinking it's just a game, and uh, <laughs> and I guess that's how I did at first, right? But this thing is real, this thing is ancient and and it's smarter than we are I, but um. So let's move on. So so what were some of your first experiences like with the Zozo demon? How did it how did it do you at first?
2: Well, it had me convinced that it was my guardian angel for a long time. Wow. Um, for a long time guy if you didn't believe in the spirit world, uh, you could call me and I would bring my people over. And uh very few times did i not convince total unbelievers in the spirit world all based on what would happen um during you know the use of these boards and um right i've had i've had experiments uh, documented not only by myself but from people all over the world they've sent them in to me and i've got archives and i've right. had to become a kind of a uh psychologist in a way uh emolic- demonologist, so to speak, but uh, I called myself jokingly as ozoologist a long time ago because people would want to come when, when they have these uh, bizarre experiences, uh, they wanted answers. Right. You know, and so they would email me, they'd call me, they would speak me out, chat rooms, whatever. You know. And when the Ghost Adventures episode happened, it was just, like you mentioned, there was a lot of people like yourself that had already had experiences. And it didn't really, You kind of existed under the radar for a long time. And then when, uh, you know, when I went public with research, uh, not only documenting my experiences, but other people had gone through this shit too, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. What? You know, and so
2: when I found out in the 90s that other people were experiencing it, I began documenting um, stories and uh, getting into some serious sessions and, and trying to find out what the fuck it was. Excuse my language. You're good. Uh, <laughs> it, it led to a nervous breakdown. It led to several exorcisms. Uh, I become obsessed with Ouija boards and, and, and sessions and doing them all the time and experimenting with them. And
1: uh, it
2: was I I was pretty stupid about it, you know, and so. Looking back, I'm, I'm kind of lucky that things didn't get totally out of hand. Well, they, they did, but I mean, I'm lucky to be alive, you know, because of all the craziness that happened. But uh, you know, it so that kind of led me to, want to write a book with Rosemary Lingiley, and unfortunately, she's passed since the uh, since we've come out with the book. Uh, those are phenomenal, and uh, she was she was an amazing author of over 64 books of the paranormal. And that was one you know, the Zozo phenomenon, one of her last uh last books that she would written and so pretty unfortunate. And uh we miss Rosemary, she was really cool and definitely miss her. Uh but yeah, it's been it's uh you know, uh done a lot of research. I was gonna come out with another book actually, uh before uh, right about in two thousand twenty because people were sending me um their experiences saying that Zozo was saying that the end of the world was going to happen in 2020. So that was pretty bizarre.
1: Okay. So as somebody who has done a lot of Ouija boards as well, I will say this. So I've experienced both the good and bad side of Ouija boards, as you have too, I'm sure. (laughs) And I've noticed, one thing that I've noticed is that anytime very controlling and, like, it's completely different than just talking to a regular spirit. I notice it's incredibly impatient when it comes through. It can be vulgar at times, but, like, and it lies. So you're...
2: I I think maybe the uh, the minister of deception. Right. article that I did, because because it will not only lie, but it will... It''s almost like you can read your mind, it can play with you uh plays tug of war with you it knows what you know, it if it, it knows the weakest person in the room um, and, and you know that could be one of the participants if they're using the board um uh, but it'll often pick it'll pick someone to um isolate and mess with uh, and many times it's a female, and many times it can get very sexual and very pushy very um, perverted and uh, just not cool. And so, you know, and so, you know, back in 2010, whenever um, Brian Golder was the CEO of, of uh, Hasbro, and uh, I, I kind of had a feeling that when this Zozo Phenomenal thing exploded, that, that they were going to make, a, you know, a series of Ouija films. Right. And so they did, you know, and they were very successful. And so it's, on one hand, you had the CEO – of Hasbro the, you know, the, the manufacturer of all the millions of Ouija boards saying that it's just a game sure um, that makes
1: and, me and
2: so get, mad <laughs> yeah but then you have a film that, that has you know all kinds of elements jump scares and horror uh, you know that the, the, the spiritual realm and the connection that that board um, often supplies your uh, especially your you know nowadays when you're uh, when you're seeking a paranormal experience, the Ouija board that provides that. Mm-hmm. All too often the participants are not versed or able to handle that. And there's a, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, there hasn't been enough research done actually as to tapping into the subconscious using the boards and I was able to interview some researchers at UBC that were tapping into the human subconscious using boards, uh, and you know, from a scientific perspective. And so they have some very interesting findings that they shared with me uh, in regards to their uh, experimentation with boards from a scientific perspective.
1: You want to share some of those? <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> I want to know.
2: Well, the big, that were able to determine was uh, participants that were blindfolded that were asked repeated que- the same questions off the board as opposed to while they were on actively on the board they were able to answer questions uh, with a very significant uh, more accurate number uh, with greater accuracy while on the board as opposed to being asked the same questions being off the board and so that was very puzzling to them And although they did not attribute it to anything paranormal because of them being scientists, they didn't know what the hell was going on or what caused that. Right. Right? So they, you know, so something weirds going on, you know, and and a lot of people dismiss the Ouija board as the high motor action, uh, a series of involuntary muscle movements, um, you know, utilized by the brain to, to, um, uh, and they've basically proven that you know that audio motor effect exists but it, sure. it doesn't fully explain the planchet to the communication exchange and i' I've, I've talked about that in great detail with uh, with uh, very rich people uh, that are interested in that and uh, it's very it's, it's amazing you know uh, that there's so much sensory input you know that's going on when we're when we're actually doing the board but for instance, what the ID motor effect doesn't explain is how when two or three people are on the board, for instance, and it's going pretty quickly, how is it able to resolve everyone's uh sentence structure immediately? That the IT motor effect doesn't explain how that's how that is magically resolved. And so there's things going on that we can't explain. And so, um, you know, it's it's uh, if you were to never see a radio or understand how a radio uh, functions, you you would probably think that the sound is coming from the radio. You know, but it's actually coming from somewhere else, and it's just amplifying that sound. And so it's kind of the Ouija board is kind of the same way. You know, don't shoot the messenger. Um, it, it can be used for for good, or it can be used to um, to manifest evil. And there's a uh,
1: between those absolutely people. absolutely um, so had you reached out to anybody else before you reached out to the ghost adventures crew for help um, I mean what what really brought you to feeling like you needed assistance with this
2: well, that's the thing, you know, is uh, during the Aftershocks episode of Ghost Adventures, he was, the uh, maintenance guy was very um, traumatized by that whole phenomenon, you know, in that house that, you know, that was featured. I saw that. And, huh? uh, you know, they never, they never offered any of us uh, who had gone through that uh, any, any cleansings or, or anything like that, you know, but boy, they sure was interested in getting themselves. And so it was kind of funny whenever uh, Zach Bagans was confronted about that. And I remember being in a studio watching that live and being speechless. But, uh, you know, it quickly uh, got them uh, cleansed or whatever. But Right. Um, you know, and unfortunately too much of that, uh, you know, Sessions aren't being closed properly. Possibly, you know, and uh, it's when you get real serious with these sessions, you know, and stuff begins to happen. And I remember on the set of the Samaritan Cult House episode, when Zach decided to get on the board with me,
0: I saw that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was
2: out here. You know, wasn't, it wasn't working, and he was getting pretty upset about that. You know, and I, it was making me pretty uncomfortable because I didn't know. I mean, I, and I told it going into like I tell everybody, I say, you know, I don't know what to expect Right. Uh, when I do this. Things are going to come through uh, that I don't understand, you know, and that I can't explain. And when they shot down or they stopped the set and uh, when, when they, when, when it began making, uh, maybe, you know, when it began putting down Jay's brother and I didn't even know Jay had a brother. Right. And it's, you know, it began uh, talking about him, being ill and being in a hospital, you know, it really, they shut down the set and, and, and Zach got in my face and he said, Hey, I need to know right now. Are you, are you, are you making this shit? Are you, are you really blah, blah, blah. And I said, Hey, what did I tell you going into this? Don't shoot the messenger, Zach. Right. So I can't, uh, no, but anyways, uh, they believed me because I didn't even know Jay had a brother. Uh, so that was pretty weird, you know? Um, almost read minds in a way uh, and pretend to be deceased loved ones and uh, and it's just, it'll lie, you know, and it's just, you got to be careful because, I mean, for some people, they can do it, nothing bad ever comes through, but for a lot of people, they have a tendency to manifest that you don't want, you know, that you really don't. Um, so,
1: I have encountered those, Dozo- though, several times. I mean, I've been doing Ouija boards a lot for maybe like 15 years now, and um, I'm spooked. I actually have my boards here, so it's my method of communication during investigations. It's literally just, and I think you said this too, it's my phone to the other side, like. Um, but Zozo has come through several times, but it wasn't until... I started using my gift to help um, troubled souls cross over that. Zozo came back and um, was threatening, like, uh, literally, like, and the the profanities that would come through this board, okay? And the threats and the um, – it's just insane. But, like – I don't know. Yeah. He's been coming through for a long time, but it just wasn't until recently where, and that makes me think too. So like, and it makes you think like I, and I felt like I had an attachment for like 10 years, like honestly. And, and, but regardless of that, I still kind of always, you always feel like once you feel that darkness, it's always there in a way. And I think I remember you saying that as well. It's not something that, you can ever really shake off. But I've recently, I'm just looking at my boards here. I like, I put them next to me. I'll show you. And these are my special boards because um, they have been, when I quote unquote, ritualed in, um, they have, they've been ritualed in with blood and ashes. And they are the only board that I will use, boards that I will use. Um, They were first, Um, the one underneath, I actually made it out of desperation once my grandparents passed away and, um, I just kind of like had a breakdown. So I made that board and then I got the other one as a gift from the, uh, well, I got it for my birthday a few years ago. So I ritualed them both in, but, um, at first, like all was well on these boards and like I was getting the communication that I wanted to at these conscious, uh, locations that i went to and then it was like as soon as i helped this soul cross over it was like he just came through immediately it was like hey you're on my turf you know what are you doing and then every time i would use this board it would literally fight to come through you know what i mean how it takes dominance over these conversations it's not it's not like normal but um so i just i just had a really good friend of mine um a native american shaman he cleansed the boards for me So, and all of my trigger objects. So um, that's been helpful. But um, here's another question. So I'm just wondering, like, how your episode really affected me a lot because um, I I really feel like you've been through a lot, and I I don't know how much I want to get into how much the negative entity can affect you because I know that it can extend – so far as to your immediate family, and I know that that's personal. So, uh, all right. So how how now do you protect yourself and your loved ones from this entity? Do you feel like it still follows you? Does it ever tempt you back in? I seldomly will
2: reach you because it will many times it'll come through, you know, when I don't want it to or whatever. And so I will um, like I for instance, I mean I really don't actively seek out paranormal investigating or go, you know, to um investigations. Um I've done enough of that where I mean it's fun for me and you know and I and I'm not saying I would never do it again. It's just that uh because this thing may follow me, there's a chance that I could be doing more harm than good to a client, you know, and I've run into that a couple times um, in my travels uh, wow. where some EVPs were captured because of me being there, uh, that there, this was not there before I was, you know, type thing. So, Wow. As far as protection, uh, I'm just not afraid of it. Um, I... My family doesn't focus on it. They're, I don't focus on it as much as I used to. I used to be pretty obsessed with it, and so I think that caused some of my problems, you know, um, okay. in the last 14 years. Uh, it's been through the book, through the, uh, through the television, the, the film, I Am So-So, where I'm actually in the film. I play the role of a paranormal researcher. I'm trying to help a, uh, a young lady that becomes possessed uh, based on, the, you know, the film's based on some of my research, and its uh, I definitely feel that because I did expose it, I kind of created a monster in a way, uh, but I really didn't expose it with that intent, and anybody that thinks that I made this up is just simply incorrect uh, in their assumptions because I, I went through a lot of weird things you know, with Ouija boards, and then when I found that other people were experiencing Zozo mm-hmm. on the internet, it's almost like a breath of fresh air because then I realized I wasn't crazy,
0: right? That I wasn't experiencing pain, that I wait what other
2: people are experiencing it too. Now we got we got to figure out what what's going on. I mean,
0: right?
2: And I I really did myself to helping answer. That you know, and people would often come to me, crying and, and you know, calling me, telling me. And the first thing they always say is, "You're gonna think I'm crazy."
1: Right. You know?
2: uh, And I said that in the beginning too. And I, you know, I went to John Zappas, the demonologist. Uh, he, uh, in 2009, him and I did some radio. She was talking about this phenomenon, I some of his early experiences with it. Um, from back in the Ed and Lorraine Warren days,
0: mm-hmm. so
2: um, you know yeah, it's right. been it's been pretty crazy because you have got the the burning at the, the Zobra, which is the Burning Man you know um, deal that happens every year, and then mm-hmm. you've got you know um, so many different mentionings of this throughout history, and it caused me to uh, actually study or do a lot of research on the letter C itself which has a fascinating dark history. Uh, it was actually eliminated from several languages because of its, um, the bare pronunciation of the letter Z caused the face to
1: contort to what they would call the rictus of death, early Latin. Wow. Uh,
2: they actually eliminated it. Be- uh, and it was reintroduced. Um but it's also fascinating when you start looking at the Hebrew language and letter Z, and, and, and you know the, the, the numerology that happens. Uh, um, the interaction with the letter Z seems to have, uh, and I've been able to document in literature that, the, that somehow this word "so" has a strange power when it's pronounced. And so, is it a sigil? Is it a word? Is it a, what? What is it? We don't know, but. Um, Another strange peculiarity that I'll share with you is that it was, I was able to find out that uh, through insurance company records that people that have the letter C on their license plates have a higher fatality, uh, chance of fatalities. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not trying to scare people, but it's just one of those weird things that, uh, that happen, you know. That I've been able to research, and so, um, you know, that's just crazy shit right there. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say about that. But anyways, uh, the letter Z, yeah, it's a, uh, it was called the horse on Z. Uh, Shakespeare called the horse on Z. The letter of uh, eschatology, eschatology, the uh, letter of uncertainty, the, really? the letter of the zigzag. Yeah, so, uh, and it it definitely seems uh, that these these entities choose these Z words, not just ZOZO, but Zaza and uh, a a whole host of other Z entities, I call them. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's stories of Zaza that existed before, or, you know, I found out there were stories of ZOZO. And I remember dealing with Zaza, and it's not uncommon for Zaza to make appearances in the Zozo seances or encounters along with the strange mama entity.
1: Yeah, that's weird that you say that because I actually encountered every single one before I even seen your Ghost Adventures episode. <laughs> and that's one thing that I wanted to talk about because we both know that when usually when Zozo comes through, rainbows over the letters. Z-O-Z-O-Z-O. Z-O, Z-O. And for me, it would just do it over and over again. And finally, I, I just got tired. I'm like, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, just say your name already. And it spelled out manifesting. So it was well, doing yeah. that to manifest itself on the board, basically. Yeah. yeah.
2: When you doing that rainbow effect, I'm kind of I, – I coined that term, the rainbow effect, because me I mean – <laughs> Critics of it will say that, oh, it's just a natural phenomenon no. that just goes from you. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it identifies itself. And, you know, it used to tell me that, uh, that its power was in its name. Right. Uh, and if I want to know it. So that, you know, it left me on a lifelong obsession in trying to find out what it is uh, about that. But, uh, you know, come to find out in the 60s, there were some books that came out. One of them by Alan Bone called Patterns of Prophecy that describe uh, strange Ouija board sessions in which a so showed up and temporarily possessed Alan Vaughn. so showed up in the uh, 1950s with uh, early UFOologist George Williamson. Uh, he was communicating with Ouija boards, uh, trying to summon UFOs. He talked to UFOs back in the 50s, and he's one of the early uh, UFOlogists, uh, and he... Fully described um, having Ouija communications with his wife, and they were t- contacted by something that calls itself Zoe from Neptune. Okay. Crazy, crazy shit, right? Right. And so that prompted us to uh, be in charge for uh, Pete Warren, which was also on Ghost Adventures episode that I was on. He's been on a couple different episodes, Uh good friend of mine. We actually was filmed by Fox News attempting to summon UFOs using Ouija boards out in the desert, out in the Nevada Triangle. Wow, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Wow. Um, and so we were really attempting, and Zozo didn't come through. Mm-hmm. Um, something strange came through, and uh, it was called NDS-1 or something. Anyway, we looked it up, and it was supposedly one of the closest uh, planets, Goldilocks planets. That was capable of supporting life, and so to be communicated with on something of that level was pretty crazy. You know.
1: I have uh, one one time in my week of history, I have had something spell out that it was from the future, and it gave like a number as its name. It was bizarre.
2: Yeah, crazy. Well, me and my buddy Randy used the board one time, and we jokingly asked it who. Who's Randy going to marry? And it spelled, immediately spelled Mary. What? Well, wait a minute, you, you're going to marry Mary? And we're right, yes. And I said, okay. Well, if you know so much, what's Mary's phone number? And I'll be damned if it didn't spell out a phone number. phone, <laughs> the old landline. I pick up the phone. I said, and you only had somebody writing down on, my, on a notebook. I dialed that damn number, and I'll, I swear, a woman answered the phone, and I said, look, you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but a week before she gave me your phone number and said that you were going to marry my buddy Randy, said your name was Mary. She said, my name's Mary. She hung up on me. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, what are the chances of that happening? How is it able to do? that? How is it able to bridge that gap?
1: Reading into the future, somehow.
2: That's,
1: I mean, but they say that extra so, terrestrials are on the same kind of um, what's it called? Wavelengths, energy, um, as spirits.
2: There's a, problem, there's a, there's a series. Where one of the most one of, one of the dangers of the work on it is in the form of self-fulfilled prophecy. And so what happens is you'll be on the board, and it'll tell you what, you know, and I've always told people, don't ask questions pertaining to death or future events. Because what happens was it'll plant seeds that can scientifically ex- be explained as to what happens in the brain when your expectation bias is, is programmed to you think that you're going to die on April 19th of whatever year. And as that gate approaches subconsciously, you're dealing with it and you're dealing, and so it creates something that's very uh, unexplainable, but it happens, you know, and it's called self-fulfilling prophecy. And basically your mind tricks you into believing that uh, whatever comes through on this, whether it be a board or whether it be a, a psychic uh, mm-hmm. or, or a medium tells you something, you know, and it you know. And so we've got to be careful when it comes to that aspect because future events, you know, I mean, everybody wants to know what's going to happen down the road, but be careful what you ask for. Sure. Um,
1: Yeah, I I think those are like one of the first Ouija rules you learn not to ask for your death date. I mean, I've done it. (laughs) My stupidity, right? It said I'd be eighty-six. I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> but um, in, in all seriousness, so yeah, I think it's still a game to a lot of people. So what? But to those who it's not just a game, say there's somebody out there who's just going through the early stages of things that we've experienced, and they have no idea what to do. What would be your advice? For them if they encounter the semen, if it's been bothering them you know sooner or later anybody
2: that messes with the board is going to come into uh, some negativities some negative entities you sure yeah sure. mm-hmm. you know it' it's it's very um it's very important to ground oneself on going into these sessions and not to have that recognition bias uh, of Zozo as far as if you're expecting to be scared or if you're wanting to be scared, chances are you're going to get scared and your, your, your mind can help that to facilitate that. Uh, and it's going to attract the entities that can uh, help facilitate that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I, I really think that people have... Their own entities that have been following them either for lifelong or uh or that I think we have I think we have both good and bad entities that help protect us and then we have ones that follow, don't want to, don't don't want anything good to happen to us we'll put it that way
0: um, right.
2: and I think people should recognize that we are in a spiritual mm-hmm. um, and I, I I think these entities you fear to their advantage and I think that if you are able to control your fears that you'll go a long way into protecting yourself um, and protecting that uh, that inner fear that uh, that excites them and and, and gives them that power don't be scared of it
1: be scared of it true second I personally I I use St. Michael, the Archangel, often in the work that I do. But I also know that I have to take breaks sometimes because it gets overwhelming for me.
2: That's um, true. I mean, if you uh, do this stuff all the time, um, you're going <laughs> to, your will's going to thin out a little bit. And that's when it's going to, these entities, they know when you're weak. And uh, they know break you and um, they, they can cause bad things to happen. And so my argue what you do Dave, uh, I'm going to have to um, get off here soon. Okay. Uh, and I, I really hope that you continue to help those souls that need it. So, um, Thank you. And uh, thanks for having me on to talk about this. Maybe sometime we can Get back and talk and talk some more
1: about it. Absolutely, uh, I really uh, appreciate you, Darren. I really do, and I really feel like you're one of the few people who can like really understand, you know what I mean, what it's like. So I really uh, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your experiences. I know it's not always easy to talk about, but I will say that no matter how you know deep and dark things may get sometimes there is still a light out there and that always you know is greater than that darkness i think you know
2: it's true and uh you know it's uh you, you're sober you gotta take breaks you gotta you gotta get yourself into um i think uh being creative and getting into you know for me painting and music keeps me so busy uh I don't really have time to um, to seek out these these demons no more, uh, but they're they're always there. Should I want to, I, you know? It like I had a uh, a spirit box session here where my daughter came to town from visit from Colorado, and mm-hmm. she wanted to talk to her brother who passed away a few years ago. We were able to uh, have him come through on some of our gadgetry in a way that was very profound. Well so well, I still do the paranormal and I still believe in it and I still, um, still do it. Uh, and I, um, I think after 2020 hit, thankfully a lot of that uh, dozo phenomenon began to dust dive and I wasn't uh, dealing with people that were having issues every day. And so that's a good thing in my right. opinion. And so Right, absolutely. Yeah, because there for a long time, my email, every day people would be in there scared, wanting to talk about their experience, you know, and it become, it became overwhelming for a while.
0: Right. It really was,
2: because I really I really tried to answer each and every person, you know, and you mentioned to me uh, that demonic name that you mentioned that, that uh, was very, I thought that was weird you mentioned that because I shared with you the uh, Italian. Um, he yeah. worked for some exorc, exorcist in Italy and that's what they determined who they thought they were. that's so, really scary are we with, oh. were they using that name in some way like Zeppelin used as still possibly uh, in order to escape the confinement of actually using its real, real name we don't know are we even dealing with it, it could be something different like a uh or a subconscious collective, uh tulpo, a uh, thought form. What the hell is it,
1: Jake? I was thinking it was more of like a religious mockery in a way, like, um, because if, because, okay, so many people know about this phenomenon just as Zozo. And that's not the correct term. I, I feel if you want to truly banish this demon, if you're going through it, you're going to have to use this real name. And it doesn't want you to know that. It doesn't want to be banished. That's my theory on it. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: um, well, I don't well, know. for having me. It's been, uh, been a good thing for being uh, such a good host. And, uh, and just keep doing what you're doing. And good luck with your psychic prayer.
1: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all that Thank you so, so much, Darren.
2: And for having me.
1: Thank you. All right. Have a good night. I will sign you off now, okay? Oh, he signed himself off. <laughs> All right, everybody. Wow, that was that was a lot. Holy. <clears throat> well, Darren, thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I want to thank again Ryan Jones with the freaking awesome paranormal show and Blog Talk Radio for having me tonight. Um and, again, um, as soon as I get off here, I will get on um, Facebook. And I'm going to tag Ghost Stories, Fact, and Fiction, the awesome paranormal team that I am with. And please go follow them. If you're not already, we have have an awesome psychic fair coming up. And um, so we'll post more about that and more about upcoming investigations. Um, yeah, so that's it. All right, thank you, everybody. Have a good night.